episode of Nerd Parents is brought to you today by Chore Monster. Chore Monster is a web and mobile app that makes chores fun for kids. Now available on iOS, Windows Mobile, Kindle Fire, and Android. Sign up for your free account at choremonster.com. Welcome back, everyone, to Nerd Parents. This is episode 37, and this is the podcast where we come together every week in a positive space with a group of friends and parents to discuss parenting in a nerdy world. Just a friendly reminder, every kid's different, and so are we, so please do your own research and find out what's right for your family. I'm your host, Nicole Spagnolo, and I have a little boy named Mateo who is going to be three this month. Yay, it's already October. Um, and as always, I have a group of awesome parents with me. We have the wonderful Carrie joining us. Hey guys, my name is Carrie and I am a mom to three kids. My daughter Sarah is almost 15. My daughter Eden is almost 13 and Colin is going to make it to five. Yay! <laughs> Well, we missed you last time. You, uh, I know. I, you know, sometimes I I went to go pick him up at school and things went a little haywire. And the next thing I knew, I was at home and it was just a bad day. So that's, I'm glad we have backups. Exactly. That's why we always have backups. So I know people were probably, I know I had a couple of people, I hope everything's okay with Carrie. So Carrie's here. Aww. Everything's okay. So we're we're good. And then we also have a returning guest. We have the wonderful Scott Johnson. Oh, wonderful. Aww, I don't know about that word. You are wonderful. Uh, I mean, I, average to Midland. Sure, he's all right. Um, hey, I'm a father, too, and I've got, well, you guys aren't fathers, but I have a parent, <laughs> and I've got three kids, and one of them just got married, and that's really ah. weird. She's 20. Uh, the other uh, two, uh, Carter is, six, or excuse me, 17, and Nick is uh, 14, and uh, it's all teenagers all the time at my house. Well, I'm glad, I'm, I'm glad we have someone with teenagers on the show because we've been focusing a lot on babies lately so Mm -hmm. well yeah and you'd think i mean look the formative years that early stuff it requires so much in the way of focus and special attention uh that you know that kind of goes away as they get older it's a different kind of attention Mm -hmm. now but it's a very it's a different place and i feel like the the emphasis is less on oh my gosh is my kid gonna you know crawl into the middle of the mall and be taken to uh, no, you can't go to that party because of X, Y, and Z. And and that's in some ways much easier and mm-hmm. in some ways harder, I guess, I guess, depending on how your kid is behaving. But, yeah. um, but yeah, you know, little kids, they, need, you a good they kid? need the most focus. That's how this works. Were you a good kid? I mean, a good teenager? Yeah, I was. See, I, I, um, I, I didn't really have, I felt like my parents didn't know what I was doing ever. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they I never probably did. I was lawful and yeah. I was, you know, I didn't do things that are too stupid, but I, you know, I mean, whatever moments of of recklessness I uh, you could assign to me were usually completely out of the purview of my parents, which is odd because, uh, I mean, I grew up like a lot of people where I felt like my parents didn't understand anything that was of interest to me, mm-hmm. um, whatever it is I was into, whatever it was music or whatever, um, and certainly technology and stuff like that. They just didn't get it. So they had no idea what any of that was or what I would be doing with it. And... I feel like it's different now, though, with my kids where they don't have that excuse the way I had it. Mm-hmm. I kind of get it all. Like I had Facebook before any of them they did. I had cell phones before they did. I understand all these things before they did. And computers don't scare me the way that scared my parents. I know how they work. I understand how to 
protect oneself and one's kids, like all those things are sort of built in. So they don't really have that option. Um, and in some ways that's a really big advantage uh, from a, as a, as a parent, because I just get it. So we can get past all of the misunderstanding and the fluff and the generational gaps and get straight to the meat of whatever needs to be discussed or taken care of. Um, but in other ways, it probably drives them a little crazy because they don't have this quote unquote hidden space yeah. that their parents don't get. And I've always wondered about that. Like when they get older, I'm excited to have the, the conversation with them about that. It's funny you bring this up because just yesterday I read a Washington Post article that just spoke to me so much. And it was titled Parenting as a Gen Xer. We're the first generation of parents in the age of I everything. So mm-hmm. we're we're like straddling. We know what it's like. I mean, I remember in college not having a cell phone. Like it seems so foreign to me now. <laughs> Mm. To not have a phone on me, but that's how I went through high school and college without a phone. And we used to cruise town, <laughs> cruise the strip yeah. to find sure. people. Sure. And you do it without a way for your parents to have immediate yes. access to you. Yes. you. You couldn't call them. They couldn't call you. You had to buy, find a pay phone or something like that. Um, yeah. The, the way we were connected was so much less than, and it's the subject of so much like controversy now as to whether that's good or bad. Right. And right. I'm convinced that it's good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's some problems with it. There always is because I've got, for example, my 20 year old daughter from the age of 11 or 12 on, she always had a cell phone and she was always on. And that's a huge portion of her communication method is she texted a lot. Right. And that is, a, a you know, a, a, a force for both good and bad in her personality. And she is, Um, you know, you're shaped by the way you communicate with others. And then that has definitely made a difference for that, say that generation or people that are referred to as millennials or whatever. I'm starting to be tired. Well, I don't, well, I'm not even talking about the millennials. I think the, the generate, like for Mateo now, he's like, Mm -hmm. they're calling it like I childhood. Like everything's like I, (laughs) and I'm like, is that the name of the new uh, generation? I mean, it's an entire, you're right though. It's an entire generation of of kids and they're all real little right now, but they are going to grow up without the Taylor. Like I said, Taylor starts when she's 11 or 12. Yeah. You know, she's never known a time without the internet in some Mm -hmm. form either. So in in a weird way that she's sort of like that too, but Mateo's growing up in time with a lot of virtualization and cloud technology Mm -hmm. and, and tablets and touch interfaces and UI that is very different than we grew up with. And, and computing power that is that is uh, so beyond anything we ever used to have that we no longer really care so much that it's faster or better because it's just kind of doing everything for mm-hmm. us. And he's not going to know any different than that. You don't know until they get older what that means. Right. But I just think it's easy for parents. It's easy for parents to get into this rut of, well, it wasn't like this when I was a kid. Therefore, yeah. it must be bad. bad. And yeah. I'm not convinced. I think that it's good. I think all this connectivity is good. People are living longer. They're communicating more. Yes, it has its downsides, but for the most part, it's a real benefit for me to know that I can get my daughter on the line if I need to, if she's Mm -hmm. at a party and she's not home yet and I don't know why, or for her be able to call me in a bad situation to have me come get her. Not just because, oh, I'm paranoid, something's wrong, but because it makes me not paranoid and I know I have a lifeline to get to her. And just in that one small like cell phone example way, that's helped me as a parent. Right. During this time. So I don't see it as as weird or it was better in my day or any of that crap. Yeah. I think I, I, it's just different. Well, and Carrie, you have a teenager now. Yes, I do. So you're probably going through similar feelings and 
Yeah. I mean, I've got a, I've got kind of them at both ends of the spectrum at the moment. You know, I've got a little one and I've got a, an older one. And um, I would say I was hot in college. I had a bag phone, okay? Mm. Awesome looking bag phone. <laughs> that was college for me. Oh, I, awesome. Sarah's got a 5C, an iPhone 5C. And we started her two years ago with a just a kind of an LG something ridiculous just to see how she would do. Would she spend all of her time on the internet? How would she manage her data plan? Like just to see where she went with it. And once she showed that she could be responsible with her time and get good grades and not be a social pariah, then we got her an iPhone and she's been fantastic. She has shared schedules with us. So we know when we need to get a hold of her. Um, Whereas Colin is going to, one of these days he's going to have a little green diamond pop up over his head. And that's, I'm going to know my son has become a Sim (laughs) because that's, that's just that's just how he lives. He's so connected that he doesn't understand when I say my phone doesn't isn't plugged in or it doesn't work. He's just, "Well, what do you do with yourself all day?" Well, Colin, you're not using the phone all day long. You play with Legos, you do different things. He just doesn't see me that way. Right. Yeah, because yeah. I'm his source of technology. So he doesn't kind of get it when that stuff's unavailable to him. But I think if he, if I asked Sarah, does she remember a time when she wasn't using the phone? She'll say, oh, yeah, and it was miserable. But she's not really that linked to her phone. Mm-hmm. She hasn't had it long enough that I think I think she still respects it. But I think in a year or so. Yeah, we're gonna have problems. Say junior year, I expect all the crap to hit the fan with her. But I think right That's now when she's it doing hit the fan for really me. well with it. Well, it's interesting because <laughs> you kind of gave some some practical proof of something I already sort of believed, which is that uh, this technology stuff and our worries or our relaxation about it really depends on the kid. Once again, it all comes down to how that kid is wired. Because mm-hmm. my daughter was so bad with it in high school, she would sleep with her phone. She would She could never be separated for it. She'd have real anxiety if somebody took it away or she lost it or something. Like, it was kind of bad. Um, Carter, on the other hand, is just three years younger. Could care freaking less. She's not really all that interested. She's not texting constantly. It's very small use. It's call mom for this, pick me up from here. Uh, text her friend to say, yeah, I'll be there at three, whatever. But she is not tied to it the way her sister was. And Nick is kind of somewhere in between, I guess. Mm -hmm. But it's not, you'd think, oh, they're all from the same family, the same tendencies, whatever. They'd all be just, you know, the same. But they're not. Once again, proving kids are different and they they need different approaches and they also approach everything in a different way. So I have one phone-obsessed kid and one completely nonchalant about the phone and a third one who probably isn't sure yet what he thinks about phones. So... You know, just know that parents yeah. out there who've got multiple kids, you're not going to, it's not going to be the same routine every time one of them turns 16. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying you know, to be open-minded. Um, Mateo's teacher just recently, we had a meeting with her and she wanted us to cut out the iPad completely. And because she thinks it's affecting his sleep. Mm. <laughs> so I'm like, you know what? I'm going to give it a shot. So we, we've actually gone, we've been, I've kept the iPad away from him for almost a week now. Guess what? Has not affected his sleep at all. He's still, he's still wide awake. He, yes, he's just yeah. a very energetic little boy. Yeah. So I'm just like, all right. So, but you it, know what? You did what you you did the right thing though. That's the way to to handle it. Because I would have been the initial reaction is like, whatever. Don't tell me my technology is the problem or or whatever. You were like, okay, Give let's test that out. Yeah. Let's see how it goes, and it it works great. We'll understand that because there are. I mean, there there are plenty of studies. It's mostly for adults, but. Plenty of studies that say that if you're sitting up reading a bunch of screens all night, mm-hmm. you are going to disrupt your sleep patterns. Right. I've seen it in me. And when I when I cut back, I'm better. Mm-hmm. So I know that that's true. But 
it doesn't mean it fits every case or that everything single thing needs to be blamed on technology or overexposure to it. So you tested it and that's the way yeah. you're supposed to do it. Well, and I'm trying to be open minded as as a parent. And it wasn't like he was using the iPad a lot anyway. He actually has gotten bored of it and he hardly you know what he uses it for now? Looking at mm. pictures. He is obsessed <laughs> yeah. with pictures right now. So I loaded it with pictures and that's all he watches are pictures and videos of him. Mm. <laughs> so he's obsessed with it. And that's so all. he's becoming a narcissist. Kind so of, yeah. But that's how I remember <laughs> as a direction. I, we like, had a photo um like a like a filing cabinet box as a kid and I would pull that thing out every, almost every night and just look through pictures of my family and I loved it. So I'm like I see a similarity between Mateo and myself. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Sarah may go right off the deep end. She may go completely off the deep end. Like when we say to her, hey, you know what? Your grades need to work. She's a straight A student, but occasionally, you know, you'll get a progress report that she's unaware is coming down the pike and it says she's missing four homework assignments. And you're like, yeah, but you get time for volleyball. I don't mm, think so. Yeah. So she'll say, well, if I don't get that grade up, then I guess for punishment, you could like take my phone away. And then I think, Let's go look at the minute plan and see if she actually is like running low on data. See, see, don't try. Don't even try the sneaky with me, sister. I, I my mother it. raised one of the best bullshitters in the East Coast. Don't even think. I love yeah. it. So she'll, she'll go there, maybe. Uh, Colin, I don't think he, – he likes tech. He really likes it. It's mm-hmm. not uh, like a thing that he understands as being new and different and kind of novel for him. So for him, it's a matter of – it's just part of what I've always done, and I'm fine with that. I th- I think if it went away, he would probably be okay with it, only because it's, like you said, kind of like with Mateo, it's almost not novel anymore. Mm-hmm. So it would just be one of those things. Just- I mean, when we were younger and you watched TV, you wanted to stay up all night. But the minute the crap infomercials came on and there was nothing good to watch, you kind of went to bed. So yeah. it didn't really affect your sleep all that right, much. Right. Now, this is available to you with bright screens and glowing color and delicious images In 24 bed. hours a day. And that can that can yeah. definitely jack with kids. Yeah, so. I agree. All right, so we we go through some ups and downs. I have a really funny down that I want to share uh, because I want to get uh, your perspective if you've ever done this. So uh, I went to Walmart the other day, and I you know the transition from summer to fall, and Mateo doesn't have a lot of shirts, and so I just got a number of different things, but I picked up two Halloween costumes. I picked up a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle costume and um, I think a Batman costume. And the woman checking me out was evaluating my purchases. (laughs) And she said she assumed I had two children. (laughs) Oh, no. And she's like, oh, you have two two little boys? And I thought it was just going to be that. So I go, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, okay, that's going to be it. No. You just kind of went with it. You know? I just kind of went with it. Crafted and I, a child. I, I can't wait to hear this. I can't believe it. So she goes, oh, really? How old are they? I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I have. But sometimes I know what you're doing here. I've done this where you just, it's just easier to say, yeah. Yes, let me just pay for my damn purchases and don't talk to me anymore. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been here. So I apparently now have a two year old and a four year old. <laughs> Wow. I'm looking for oh my, yet. oh my gosh and then she starts she's like oh are they in school oh does the little one miss the big one and I'm just going oh my god and then I just I quickly pulled out my phone and I'm texting Mark going I am so embarrassed I am so embarrassed <laughs> it was the worst lie ever I told this story to my mom and she just she laughed so hard she was in tears <laughs> she's like 
what, what is going on? So have you ever been in a situation where you, you think it's just a, an easy white lie? Like, yes, let's move on. I don't really want to talk to you about whatever you're asking about. And then it just kind of snowballs. Either of you? Oh, I'm going to let yeah. Scott take that one because I think his story is going to be great. Well, I've got too many to even... And who knows if I'll even cross some of them here because I, I forget they bleed into each other. But I I think I've done this before. And it's not that you've got the pro- <laughs> the problem is they're always like like you're in a situation where you're just sort of there and it's very sprung on you. And what yeah. are you going to do? It right? just kind of happened. And I was like, because your brain for, at first says, well, it's easier just to say she yes. made she t- she assumed I just agreed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then she when she goes on with it, it's more work to go, oh, no, I'm sorry you misunderstood me. What I meant was yeah. sometimes it's easier to say, yeah, they're mine. And then you're hoping that's it. Yeah. But then they come up with, oh, I've got two as well. And then bah, 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 bah. And you're supposed to have go? a huge thing oh, about it. And now you're in a position oh. where you only have two choices. <laughs> One is you completely shatter her momentum and go, I'm sorry, I totally lied just then. I was trying to just get through here quick and you kept talking. So I told you something, you know, I only have the one kid. I was feeling very judged. Nobody wants to do that. I know, right? I'm feeling very judged at the moment. Yeah. So I've done this many times. I'm trying to think of a very specific example because it's been a while, but I, oh, I know one. This is almost like it too, (laughs) except even worse. So when Taylor was little, she came out bald, just no hair. Okay. Mm -hmm. Bald little baby. And, she wore this little bow on her head. They glue it on her head at the hospital. And later Kim would do it. She'd glue this little, it was like not glue glue, but some kind of baby, you know, safe glue. And it would glue a bow on her head. So it would stay there and it would denote that she was female because you couldn't tell right, otherwise. Right. Um, her clothes weren't always indicative of her or whatever. She'd be bundled in some like, you know, coats or something for winter and nobody would know. And that thing would fall out constantly. And I remember being at a mall or something with her in her stroller and that thing had fallen out, and somebody came up and said, oh, he is just adorable. What a beautiful little boy, this and that, and just all this talk about boys. And I remember going, all right, what am I going to do here? Because I can either go, yeah, yeah. yeah, no, it's a girl, you, and they're going to feel dumb and yeah. bad and everything else. So to preserve their feelings, at least in my head, I just said, oh, yeah, he's great, isn't he? He's great. He's the, he's the light of our life. And then they're like... Oh, I just love boys. Is he using, is he playing with trucks yet or anything? Is he, you know, is like, all these questions. I'm like, damn it. I have to make up this whole story. It's a, basically the same story as yeah. yours. And I just went with the whole gender thing. And then later on when that guy wasn't around yet, I found her bow down wedged between her pants somewhere and stuck it back on her head. You duct taped it on your yeah, head. Stuck it on there. I'm like, stay on there, gosh dang it. Oh my God. I don't want to explain this again. That came up a lot though. Until she started growing hair, she was a boy to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And you've seen her. She's yeah. a beautiful oh, girl. Yeah. She Absolutely couldn't be beautiful. more feminine, but at the time, she Dang. would pick a potato with a bow on its head. <laughs> <laughs> I feel better because okay, good. when I did when I did that, I'm like, why the hell did I do that? And it was just, you know, like you said, it just it happened and it was weird and, oh God, and it just snowballed out of control. So lesson learned, people, just don't lie. <laughs> don't, even in small. I'm glad you feel better because I intentionally lied a few times. So there you go. <laughs> You're a better person than I am. We'll just walk away from that right now. Uh, all right. So, Scott, do you have any fun ups or downs for us? Uh, oh, man. <laughs> ups or downs. Hey. I mean, my I whole mean, life your up was Your up was uh, the wedding. I yeah, think. but there was a lot of downs associated yeah, with it. Yeah, that's and, true. But they're ones that are self-imposed. I mm-hmm. mean, a thing like this comes along in your life, and we're all, you know, if, if you have kids, you 
this is an inevitability uh, or a good chance of it anyway, that your kid's going to get married one day. And, you know, maybe you have a kid who never gets married. You have one that just, you know, doesn't thinks marriage is stupid and, you know, goes all hipster on it and decides to never get married or whatever. But one way or the other, you're going to have that moment of sort of launching the kid off into their new whatever life they're having. Mm -hmm. And in this case, you know, pretty traditional one, but one nonetheless and one that you never really feel quite prepared for. And so, so even when you dug out from under the hole of, oh, this is expensive or, oh, the in-laws are weird or, oh, the 20 other things, right? You were still left with this, am I too young for this to be happening? Is she too young for this? How old am I? Yeah. When did this, when did all that time go? Was I, was it, did I take advantage of all 20 of those years of her life mm-hmm. to, to really give her the best possible chance? And like, you just constantly are being faced with these life questions during that time. And some of that is really awesome and gives you a chance to really think back on it, how great she is and how great at a time you had raising her and, and you're so happy with your relationship and everything else. And then you start dipping into more depressing areas of like, Oh my gosh, I'm in my forties and she's married and, and she could have weird. a grandkid now. Yeah, she totally could. Yeah. And I hope that's, I mean, he wants to go to medical school. I think it's going to be way off, but yeah. anyway, but it's possible. I mean, that's it's very the possible. realm of possibility. That's completely hundred yeah, percent possible. Yeah. And, um, but then, you know, you're reminded, well, no, you did a great job and the kids are wonderful and all three of them are great. And, and the oldest is just emblematic of the, you know, good parenting and good family life. And she, she still, you know, will take a minute on her honeymoon and send you a quick text just saying, Hey dad, just thanks for everything. Things Aww. like that. You know, little moments of affirmation, mm-hmm. but it still doesn't take away this weird weighty feeling of your little girl is now married and you're not in charge anymore. Yeah. And, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I was never really in charge, but that feeling of being her dad is still there, but it's just now a different kind of dad. Mm-hmm. And well, I can't, I can't be Mr. Protector all the time. I can't be the hundred percent place she goes for advice. I can still be that in some ways, but you know, now she's got somebody else in her life that takes a lot of that away from right. what I do. And that's hard. So that's been hard for me. I've, I've dealt, I think we've dealt with it pretty well. And people want to hear kind of the sappy version of how all this feels. Uh, they should check out my diary podcast where yeah. I, my last one is all about this. I'll link to it in the show notes. Yeah. I think people will get yeah, kicked out of it, yeah. but I, yeah, it's a, it's a really weird stage. You're never truly prepared for it. But then what are we? I didn't, I wasn't ready for the birth. I wasn't, I was barely ready for getting married. I was <laughs> barely ready for their first day at school. Like this just feels like another one of those. Yeah. Is it is it weird to see her last name change? Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I was resistant. I suggested she just go with Taylor Johnson Straw because it sounds like a great like author name or something. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, or like a photographer name or something cool, and which is something she's into. So I don't think they're going to do that, but I think that would be cool. But yeah, that is weird because in a way you're um, – I never thought of it from that angle. I always mm-hmm. think of it from like, oh – you know, strong women keep their old name because screw the new guy. Mm-hmm. I'm just as cool as he is or whatever. And all this sort of, you know, there's a lot of feminism around name switching and stuff. I resist And that's it. all I've ever thought about with it. But yeah. in this case, um, I, I, I expected to be having thinking about that, but I didn't think about that at all. What I thought about was, oh, she doesn't even have that part of me anymore. Mm-hmm. She doesn't even need my name anymore. Yeah. And that's a I, sad, sappy way to look at it. But I, I kept my last name at work. Mm. So when I got married, Mark and I had a big debate about me taking his name. 
because I was I was actually resistant to take it. Uh, yeah. And I finally, I, it just, I needed time to work towards having his last name. Because I, mm. I mean, I was late. I don't know. Is 27 late to marry? I don't know. But um, I, I had a, I think even for a female, it, some women, they know they're going to take their husband's name. Some don't. And some kind of like I had to I had to walk both sides for quite a while. So in my professional life, I had gone 10 years as Pitts. And I was like, everybody knows me as Pitts. And whenever a woman gets married and they change their name, I don't even know who that person is anymore. <laughs> like I can't right. find them in, in the company. Right. So I kind of walked that um, balance for, for quite a while. It's even weird to hear you on this show introduce yourself as Nicole Spagnola. Yeah, right. I like I'm so used to Nicole Spag. Right. That I don't even, that sounded weird to me. For the longest time, Nicole Spag was kind of like just my, my, my secret identity from my work life. Like I specifically kind of chose that. So people that I worked with or my company, because I didn't, I mean, it was all new. I didn't know how they were going to react if they found out that I did all these little podcasts on the side and I talked and openly and things like that. So I actually kind of on purpose created a, a, internet identity um apart from my maiden name so yeah yeah. it's it's weird how that stuff plays out over time too Mm -hmm. you know i don't even well yeah i mean i have the most common name on earth (laughs) yes you do i hate it and so (laughs) i don't feel bad that she now has kind of a unique name taylor straw is a pretty unique name i still wish it was johnson straw but whatever (laughs) (laughs) whatever man i'm I'm willing to let go you know it's fine. She turned out great. If, if, if you want to equate kids to baking buns in the oven, she's a, she turned out awesome and it's bread all of us want. So I'm mm. not, I can't complain. <laughs> the guy, the name that you guys know me by is not my legal name. Just really? Just that out there. Cleo is not your legal name? <laughs> yeah. Carrie's been my nickname since I was small, since my brother could never say Kieran. Kieran is my given name. So he could oh, never say that. that. I didn't know really? that either. See? I'm just a big old mystery wrapped up in an enigma So you have you three you names. You what you're getting into. <laughs> A big old box of fun. Oh, that's um, awesome. Let the chat room take that anywhere. So, yeah, I my maiden name is Thompson, and legally, I'm hy- my last name is hyphenated, so I'm Thompson Chai. But I, I did the same thing you did, Nicole. I was in a professional field for 15 years before I met my husband, and then I thought, great, I'm going from the end of the alphabet to the beginning. This is going to be fantastic. I'll take his name. It'll be great. Yeah, now I get the looks like, you're not Chinese. No, <laughs> you're right. I'm not, right. frankly. Thanks for noticing. So I use Carrie Chai because it's short and easy and it's easy to remember and it doesn't get misspelled and butchered as badly as my given name. Yeah. So yeah, I know that. I, I asked my dad about that. My dad is from Scotland and um, he's very, you know, he had to, he wanted Aaron to ask for my hand. He was very traditional. And I asked him, I said, are you going to have a problem with me hyphenating my name? Nope, nope. You should keep that in there. That's important. That's good. And I said, do you, but do you have a problem if I just switch to try eventually? And he went, eh, you know, whatever. But <laughs> I could tell there was a little bitter note <laughs> yeah. back there. So I don't think he minds too much that, that I didn't, you know, keep it, that I don't use it, you know, when mm-hmm. I'm doing this kind of thing because it's easier and, and that's fine. All the kids are chai's. They're not hyphenated. Um, but yeah, it's it's different. On Facebook, I stay hyphenated, you know, because friends and family can find me that way. It's yeah. easier. Um, but, you know, I got lucky in that I just use Cleo. So <laughs> I, don't even have to, I didn't have to hide. Like, Nicole Spag does. I just went with a whole different name entirely. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, Carrie, do you have any, any ups for us, downs, 
I What's do, been going on? Uh, Mostly to do with me, a little bit to do with the kids. Um, I decided, I'd say in the last week or so, that, you know, 15 years into this parenting thing, and I I very rarely do anything for myself. I don't buy things. I don't typically indulge a lot of hobbies outside of this. Um, I just don't do it. And I decided it's about time. So I thought long and hard about I need to do something a little bit more for myself, which I think is good for all parents to strike that balance between being, you know, a caretaker and a parent and focused on your kids and having a life of your own and your own interests that evolve out of who you are and who you want to be. So I decided that I was going to get back into acting, which is something that I did a lot of as a kid. Oh, that's so awesome. So, yeah, I would love to get back into that. I um, did a lot of stage work and um, I have a cousin who does film production and I was a PA on a couple of his shoots and he's done very well for himself right now. He's actually filming with Tarantino on the West coast. What? So yeah, so he's doing very well for himself. He won Sundance a few years ago. They're doing that hateful eight thing together. That that is with Tarantino. I can't talk about what he's doing. All I can say is that he's doing a Tarantino. (laughs) I can't wait for a hateful eight to come out. I am so excited. The minute I have anything that I can spill, I'm going to (laughs) be verbal diarrhea. Oh my goodness. Oh man. Yeah, so he's doing very well for himself, and I'm like, you know, I really, I really want to get back into that. I really enjoyed it, and I couldn't find the time for it. So mm-hmm. I decided, well, damn it, I'm going to start making time for it. So I've started, you know, finding photographers for headshots, and I can't pull a resume out of my butt because it was 20-some-odd years ago. So I'm like, well, I'm just going to have to start at the beginning. I'll look back into acting classes and stuff like that, and I'll make time for it. But this means I have to get a nurse. So this is mostly a me problem, but yeah. it means that, just to help out with Eden sure. a little bit here and there because she's, you know, very involved as a kid. Um, the older kid can help out, sure, but it's not her job too. She, her job is to be a kid. Right. And um, my husband works long, hard hours, and I want somebody just to come in and help out so I can take an acting class here or there if I need to go on a shoot or whatever I need to do. And um, it's scary to put somebody else um, – I've been taking care of Eden for so long and mm-hmm. doing it all myself with no help, no respite care, no babysitters, no nothing that for me to put her into somebody else's hands is frightening as hell. Mm-hmm. Um, and are you God going through America? That person's going to have to have guts of steel to deal with me. But um, yeah, that was it's ex- it's going to be expensive. But How are you, you going know. through the process? Are you going through a service? Are you going? I'm looking right now at individuals. I'm looking at care.com. I'm looking at a couple of different places. I have friends that are, I'm the oldest of all my, my husband's the oldest in his family. So I am basically the oldest of all of the kids, in-laws, mm-hmm. steps, all that. Um, and they're all younger than me by a good 15 years, most of them. And they all have friends that are like nursing students and things like that. I would rather have it be someone that I know, mm-hmm. who I know has a good background, who's coming out of school, who's excited and not yet been tarnished by the world of special needs education and children. So yeah, I'm doing some service stuff. I'm trying to go by word of mouth. I'm trying to go by people. Oh, I know somebody whose daughter is interested in doing special needs work. It's important to me that it's somebody who has a special needs background, mm-hmm. not just a, not just an RN. Um, Maybe I'm somebody listening to this podcast. The hospital, there might mm-hmm. be somebody listening to this podcast. That, that's right. Yeah. Anybody in the Kansas City area who knows somebody, because that's not a broad net to cast, <laughs> who might who might be good at nursing or knows anybody affiliated with Children's Mercy Hospital in Kansas City, send us an email at nerdparentsgmail.com yeah. and let me know who might uh, be interested in hanging out with uh, me and my family for, you know, a couple hours a week. There you go. Um, 
yeah, so that's exciting, but I have to kind of put aside, and it's very easy to justify, oh, I can't take this acting class because mm-hmm. I need to stay home with Eden, but I need to kind of reinforce to myself it's important that I get out and do more. Good you know, for you. House, so. That's awesome. I'm working on it. We'll see what happens. Oh, I can't wait to hear more. Yeah, so that's fun. really great. Um, all right. Well, uh, I forgot to mention at the top of the show, I just wanted to say thank you to Brandon Pexoza. I think I said your name right. If not, you've been Nicoleized. Sounds uh, totally legit. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's one of our nerd parent supporters. So I just wanted to give him a special shout out Yay. and say thank you for supporting the show. Um, and of course, we got some new logos. I don't know if you saw these, the Choose Your Own Adventure uh, from John Funk. Um, they're just awesome. So it's Choose, choose Your uh, Class. And so it's Oracle Warrior parent so thank you john for doing those logos there's a those are great me too um all right well let's move over to some uh family game night shall we we like to play we like to play games games are fun it brings our family together so scott what are you guys doing anything fun i I think last time i was on the show i can't remember if we talked about it or not but uh the four-player local co-op or not co-op a competitive game towerfall on the ps4 kind of ruled our lives for a little while there uh, we're really fun with the kids. Um, in fact, we had when Bill Duran was staying with us for a couple of days for Comic Con. It was me, him, and my two kids, my two youngest, playing that game, and it was a just a roar fest. It was so much fun. Oh, fun! Um, but lately, we've really gotten into this thing. Carter usually initiates it. This probably isn't shocking, but she'll whip out her iPad and we'll play a game of add-on. And you can do this pretty casually. Like add-on, people are sitting around watching TV, or if we're just like at dinner or something, but. It's this thing I used to do as a kid a lot when I would draw, but I used paper then. But in this case, she'll pull out her iPad and she'll divide it into three chunks, three equal chunks, vertical, or excuse me, horizontal lines across. So you have like a top, middle, and bottom. Mm-hmm. And someone is in charge of starting it off and they can pick whatever quadrant they want to begin with. So if they want to make the bottom quadrant, they have to make the legs, lower torso and legs of something. So they'll, they'll draw that. We can't see it. And when they're done, she puts sticky notes over the quadrant that's been done. Next person draws either the middle or the top. You can kind of see where the bottom one ended so you know where to start your middle, right? So you might so say it's my turn. I'll create a middle. So it'd be like a, the body and arms of some person or creature or whatever. It can be crazy, whatever. Oh, this reminds me of like the, the books that you would have three yep. flaps. Okay. Kind of like that, except that it's the three kids doing this. So then I'll, then that will get blocked off and then Nick will take his turn. And he'll do the head and the shoulders or the ears or whatever. And then when everyone's done, we pull the, all the tabs off and we look what we ended up with and she'll have a completed drawing of like some crazy combination of, you know, Batman, a dragon, and <laughs> oh, that's an cool. old, old lady legs or something. And we can do that for hours. So is this, um, is it an app or is it just, nope, like, just use a drawing pad. app, oh. just a straight up like paint something, something and, and putting a line across it in a weird way. It's like taking fancy new technology and, going and old school. doing a really old thing. Yeah. With it. <laughs> oh, that's fun. Yeah. It's really fun. We can, we can do that for, for, for whatever reason we can do that for hours and never get bored. Um, oh, that's cool. So yeah, I have a, I have a really good time with that. Well, and I don't even know what to call it. Other, we call it add on, but uh, it's really fun. Three people or, or less you could do two. Um, we used to do a thing also, and we'll still do this sometimes where somebody will just start drawing something on, the screen and then someone else will be next and they'll add to that thing they're drawing. And before you know it, the thing's just full of a bunch of crazy art and then we'll start over and do it again. And 
That's a lot of fun. That's always good. And if you're, this is another fun thing. So when they were at the wedding stuff, they were bored, right? Because they're just the two youngest and there's nothing for them to do but sit there and be uncomfortable in fancy clothes and all that. And they would take turns drawing like ugly adults that were there and having each other guess who they were drawing. <laughs> so they would do caricatures of like some old bald guy and then the, oh, you know, Nick funny. would have to say, all right, and pick him out and they would keep score as to who guessed the most times. I mean, real simple like games you could have played on papyrus and a rock when you were living in the, you know, right. the 1200 AD. But, but for some reason that seems to be really fun on iPads and you can quickly erase and keep going and it's a good time. It reminds me of there was an article um, last year that came out that a artist would let her four year old finish her drawings. Mm. And so I put a link in Skype. And so you have like uh, this interesting combination of very skillful artwork and then a child just drawing. It's adorable. Yeah. It's probably, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's very cute. So it's a weird, really fun thing to do with your kids if you get a chance. I mean, I get. I've got all kinds of weird stuff Carter and I do together. Yeah. Like burger, tell, burger drawings and all yeah, that. Yeah. Talk about that. I love. So it's fun because, I mean, she's she's so far along for her age compared to where I was at her age. It's not even it's not even a conversation. She's just so much further along and doing such great work. And so one of these things we decided to do together was one of us or both of us would come up with an idea like, all right, today's topic is favorite DC heroes or favorite Marvel villains or <clears throat> yesterday it was our favorite warlord from the new warlords of drain or expansion for uh, world of warcraft or whatever mm-hmm. it's not always video game related but it sometimes is well you even have a submission for it i submitted some ideas mm-hmm. oh yeah, yeah totally people people have submitted ideas we're gonna we're gonna start using those more um but basically she goes off to her corner i go off to my corner and we have no idea what each other's doing we haven't collaborated in that way at all if we ever say same character we still don't know what, how we're gonna do that character mm-hmm. um and we take our own individual approaches and styles and then only look at them when they're both completed. And sometimes we're always, you know, we're often surprised that we ended up picking the same subject matter. Like we both did uh, not Power Girl. What's her name? Um, oh crap. The Marvel character. I can't think of it now. Oh, Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel. As a Marvel hero, for no reason at all, we both picked that one. Uh, and um, and then we put them up on Tumblr and let everybody kind of see what we did. And it's just a blast. It's I just totally fun to see the interpretations. And sometimes I'm like, oh, mine sucks. Hers was such a great idea. And then sometimes she says the same thing. And it's just this great way of building our skill mm-hmm. sets, but also just doing a thing together. And then it's probably one of my favorite things that you it. that you do. Like, yeah, I love yeah, it. Yeah, it's when, really it's really fun. Yeah, it has a lot. of. There's a lot of heart in there. There's a lot of sort of you know, genuine, like this is Carter and I genuinely having a good time. Yeah. And Aww. I think that comes across. So yeah, it. so that's a lot of fun. If oh, you start I love doing her Illidan. Her little Illidan. So her cute. Illidan's great. Yeah, her sad <laughs> Illidan. It's like he's going home, taking his marbles and going home. Um, um, yeah, it's just fun. And I never know what she's going to do. And sometimes, I mean, she does stuff that's just, you know, it's easy for me to say because I'm her dad, but I think even as an outside perspective, she's she is capturing something with her style mm-hmm. that is very difficult to do. And a lot of people work entire careers trying to capture that with varying degrees of success. And she just seemed, it just comes to her naturally. And I, I feel like she can do anything she yeah. wants at this point. I picked up a number of her prints at Nerdtacular and I have two of them up in Mateo's playroom. And then I have um, the Santa that I'm going to put up every, every Christmas. So yeah. she will be a part of my 
my decor for a long, long, long time. Uh, yeah. So it's really awesome. I think what, what I love most about it is how you're connecting with your daughter through art. And yeah. it's just it's just really, it's sweet to I feel to watch. really lucky that way. Yeah. And with all three kids, because my interest in photography is definitely kindled with Taylor, and we have a lot to talk about with that and her music and stuff. Uh, so there's a creative outlet with her. And then with Carter, with the art, is even more directly connected to what I love. And then with Nick... He is really into animation and film and mm-hmm. uh, starting to mess around with, uh, you know, tools like Premiere and After Effects and, and all that sort of thing. Uh, uh, it's just great. It's great. I feel lucky to have kids who want to do creative crap mm-hmm. um, because I, it's just in my wheelhouse and it's easy for me to get excited about and do with them. And could you and imagine? I feel like, oh, Nick wants to be a, you know, a, be a lawyer. A, a lawyer. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, uh, good luck with that, you know. <laughs> So. <laughs> the black sheep of the family wants to be a yeah. lawyer. <laughs> yeah, right. He doesn't want to be some hippie artist nerd. He wants to actually, <laughs> you know, do a guaranteed profession. <laughs> but thankfully, I, I guess just for the good time we're having now, it's you know, it's worked out nice that way. And who mm-hmm. knows if in the future this will harm them or not by not, you know, picking something like everybody wants their kid to be a doctor or a lawyer or whatever. But I really but do want they? them to. I don't know. I, I think well, that's just a, that's a general A lot of people stereotype. do. It's a stereotype, right? Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I want them to do what they want to do and not see copious amounts of money as their end goal. Right. I, I hope that's some of what they've gained because some of the happiest people I know have very little and some of the most miserable, miserable people I know have, have everything. Right. And I, I know that there's a balance there and it's with family and life and career and you just have to find the thing that drives you and. That's all I want them to do. Yeah. So they just happen to be doing it in three very specific areas that I totally jive with. And that makes it so we can connect on those levels. That's really cool. How about you, Carrie? Any any fun things to yeah, recommend? We, um, we run into a problem in this house where I have an iPad mini. Aaron has an iPad Air. Um, and Sarah has an iPad for school. Mm-hmm. So the three of us can do whatever the hell we want. We can do things together. It's fine. But Colin feels a little left out. So Aww. we got him a tablet. It's an, it's an Android tablet. It's called a Curio, K-U-R-I-O. And it's fantastic. I love this thing. I really? got it at Toys R Us. I didn't want to buy him an iPad because four-year-old. And and just he's just a walking ball of energy dipped in dirt. So there would have been <laughs> damage at a catastrophic level somewhere. That's why you get one of those protectors. So I said, let's just get him this, see how he does with it. And and he's doing – he loves it. And it's an Android device, and it comes pre-installed with a ton of software, really? like a ton. Yeah. So he's playing all of his games. We get him Google Play cards, and he can download some of the games that we like. He is having a blast with it. The only caveat I have for it is watch the power cord because little kids like to fidget with that, and he's broken it already twice. Oh, wow. He, yeah, he bends it right at the juncture where it – clicks into the because he's just fiddling with it while he's playing with it and i've finally gotten to the point where it's like look let's fully charge it then you can play with it leave the cord alone um but it's fantastic so i would recommend a curio as like a kid's first tablet to people who don't want to take the risk with an ipad if they use their ipad for work or mm-hmm. whatever that they use um you know we thought about the OtterBox, we thought about going down that road i would rather have him have um, the fear of God that his father will lose his poop if he breaks it. That's more important to us. <laughs> yeah. You know, respect, respect yeah. your parents' stuff for what it is. I don't ever, I don't even have a case on my iPad mini. And it's weird because my kids will go to gravitate towards Aaron's iPad before they don't even ask me. Cause I'm just like, no, you can't use it. 
because I've yeah. seen your work, you know? <laughs> so I figured, I figured I'd give him something that was completely his and it comes in it with a little rubber bumper case mm-hmm. and he's very careful with it. He carries it like he's pl- carrying a plate of glass and this is mine and I take care of it and he cleans the screen and it's fantastic. It's fantastic oh, and it's cool. super kid friendly. The little icons look like the kids and lots of great stuff. So now he feels like he has a big boy toy that he gets to play with when everyone else has theirs. Out. So oh, that's, that's cool. fun. Well, that's fun for us. We just, like that. I I recently got um, a case for my iPad uh, mini because I am a klutz. <laughs> So I picked one up, one up on Amazon. I thought I was giving getting the one you recommended to me, Carrie, but it turns out it was like a offshoot, and it was not a good like the, it was, the not a good one. it was not good because the the cover would lift and I couldn't it wouldn't oh. connect, and they kept sending me emails telling me how to do it. I'm like, you can keep sending me the same emails; it doesn't fix it. <laughs> Still not working. <laughs> Still doesn't work. So yeah. I, I picked one up at Sam's Club, and it. And it's hot pink. So I was like, hey, pink. Yeah, girly. And it's really just protect it now. So I feel much better. And and, and the touch. My, um, I, I am buying an iPad mini cover this week and I'm sending it to Viking Lass. going to send it to April and have her color all over Oh, it. fun. So, Very yeah. cool. Actually, so. she's driving across the country right now. She's the vagrant Viking Lass at the moment. I, yeah. And she is, uh, she's in Oklahoma. So she, if she comes through Missouri, which she better, um, I will take her with me. Oh, fun. She'll be, uh, she's ultimately in Seattle. Is that her plan? Yes. Yes. Yeah. That is the plan. Oh, is she all set great. there? Is she all good? Is she all good to go? I don't, I don't know. I think she may be hooking up with, uh, Bill and Brittany for a little bit and then, oh. and Jamie and Rob and going from there. But I'm really excited for her to see her take that creative part of mm-hmm. her life and just say, I'm going to give this a shot. Cause if I don't, I'll never forgive myself. Oh, wow. So well, Bill, her. Bill finally got out of that human trafficking thing he was into. So I don't <laughs> think it's any problem now. It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> she'll be good. Yeah, she'll oh, be good. Don't worry, awesome. not. <laughs> we'll have to have to keep up with with April and what she's. So she's she's in Oklahoma right now, and she yeah she's down there with Mulligan right now, Blake. Oh, okay, and she's down there hanging out with him. She was in Texas with Kim. Yeah, I saw that. So, yep. So she's working her way slowly across the United States, That's and really cool. um, she better come. She's three hours from me right now. Yeah. I'll get in the car and go after her. Yeah, I was she, gonna uh, say you're she, you're within striking distance, dude. Yeah, yes, I am. I will chase you, Viking Glass, and I have a faster, bigger car than you do. So, um, yeah, that would be great. Oh, have April come up and spend some time and hang out, and then she's heading off to Seattle, so I'm super excited for her. I'm disappointed that I'm going to be home in Boston in December, and she won't be there, but that's okay. Got other tadpoles that'll take care of me, April. No problem at all. <laughs> uh, well, uh, in this house, everything is Lego at the moment. So we, I picked up the Lego movie finally. And now Mateo every day. I love that show. It sounds like he's saying Wiggles, but he goes Lego, Lego, Aww. Lego. And it sounds Aww. like he's saying Wiggles. He's like, and it's adorable. Wiggles. Wiggles. That song or the, the song about your butt wiggling, that wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. That song, maybe, that, maybe they're saying Lego, Lego, Lego. <laughs> Lego, 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 Lego. Yeah. Uh, so, well, that changes that thing fundamentally. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so we're really into Legos. Um, he's, Are you he, finding them under your feet yet? Uh, no, because I have ad- adopted the Montessori, uh, everything in its place f- uh, yes. philosophy. So there we have go. trays and we don't take out and, and it's, 
we had a three-day weekend, so we worked on it every single day over the weekend. I wouldn't let him take something out unless he put what he had away, because it's it's actually starting to bleed over into school, and the teacher's like, yeah. any way you can help me out here? Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, okay. We so we're Don't trying to, yeah. to you, put the first thing away. Yep. So um, on occasion, you know, he'll leave his guys, as he calls them, his little little guys, uh, little figurines. He'll, he'll leave some of those out, but uh, the Legos, I, I have to give him a, a small amount because I think he gets overwhelmed with too many. Too many choices. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or just not even too many choices, just too many pieces of Lego. So, oh, okay. so I, I'm slowly kind of introducing um, more Legos to the fold as he's building and doing different oh, things. And Is we, he using the bigger ones or the little tiny ones? He's using the tiny ones. Good for him. Yeah. Uh, wow. He... And honestly, I would have never uh, explored the tinier ones if I hadn't watched him play with them at school. And he was building a little box, and I'm like, "Oh, look at him! He's doing his thing." So That's we just, fantastic. yeah, we just have a, a like a little starter set. Um, yeah, and we have a Lego store here, and we have a Lego world, like the amusement park type thing. Yeah. And I went with uh, JJ and Renee when they were driving out to one of the last Nerdtaculars, and we had a blast. Yeah. Tons of stuff to do in there. It's a lot of fun. I picked up uh, the Star Wars Lego Advent Calendar for this Aww. Christmas. Have you seen these? Yes. Isn't They're, it like you pop a little, every time you pop a little window I open, it's those. got a new little yes, guy in there? Yes, it does. It's so Aww. adorable. I was such a fan of that when I was growing up. I thought that was magical stuff, Advent Calendars. Oh. oh, God, yeah. And they're different every year. So you can put anything you want in that thing, and I still think it was great. <laughs> you know what, oh, I, dude? All it was, if even if it was just a little picture of something, I didn't yeah. care. I just thought mm-hmm. that was just every day. I was so excited about that stuff. You know what? I wish would come out uh, to to purchase, and I think you can, but they're really hard to get. The advent calendar from Christmas Vacation. That is an awesome oh, advent man. calendar because it's just a little window, and then they got the little pictures and. But there's like one person on the internet that makes them, and it's a ridiculous amount of money, and he's like backlogged because they're so popular. Um, but I love advent calendars; they're fun. I'm so glad he's being so good with Legos. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, my son can sleep face down on a pile of Legos. I think he's immortal. <laughs> I don't know what his deal is. You'll go, you'll go up into his room, and he's like passed out face down. And I'm like, how are you? Like, how do you not stand up and have 80 yeah. percent of those atta- impaled on your body? Like, I don't get it. Yeah, I don't understand. He leaves them out, and I'll say, Colin. Colin, mommy told you, what do we do with Legos some more time? We pick them out. Well, then why is this one over here? I left it to surprise you. No, <laughs> did not. You did not. Let's not lie about yeah. it. Everything in this house is Lego and Play-Doh right now. Yes. So. Oh, and we have magic sand, that kinetic sand crap. Yeah, I have oh, some of that. Oh, God, it's all over my living room. Yeah, oh, that's if you fill, it. Yeah. If you fill your Play-Doh with Lego, you could call it Play-Go. Play-Go. Oh. <laughs> I'm that. glad my son's downstairs because he would try that. Of course he, he would. He does put the Play-Doh in the back of the Lego occasionally. Yeah. Like I'm kind of, I'm go, kind of tempted stuck. to do it now. Sure. He'd use okay, it as a uh, it's like mortar. And I'll say, what are you doing? Yeah. What do you mean you have a stuck? And he'll show me and I'll think, great, now I have to chisel, you know. And it's usually the smallest piece in the <laughs> yeah, world. right, right. You're like, I can't get anything in there. I need hard. like a microscope to get inside that. It's horrible. Oh, that's funny. That's good. Lego's oh. fun. Good stuff. Well, we also got an email from Natalie. She said, I just listened to your show and you mentioned Wild Kratz, uh, the PBS show, and I thought I would write in with a few of our favorites right now. We recently backed uh, the Tree Schoolers Kickstarter, and I wish I had heard of it sooner. We are big fans of Signing Time. I'm, I'm not familiar with any of these, sh- these shows, so I have to check them out. Mm-hmm. But 
didn't even realize they had a new show more focused on preschool set. There are three episodes out now, three more in progress, and the last campaign was for episodes seven through nine. I can't wait to see the rest. Lots of catchy music about lightning, photosynthesis. Wow, that was a fun word to say, (laughs) etc. My kids are almost four and uh, 19 months. Just wanted to want to get up and they just want to get up and dance every time. I heard my daughter singing about her five senses this morning. I highly recommend checking out the clips on YouTube. I'm sure there will be more Kickstarters in the future to help keep the show going. Natalie. So I'm going to totally have to check out this this show called Tree Schoolers. Yeah, I've never heard of that. Me I've neither. heard of the Wildcrats. That's been around for yeah, a long yeah. time. That's a fun, you know, animal-based yeah, show. show. Uh, so, yeah, I any any show teaching kids about... Photosynthesis. Don Cheeto. Sounds like a fun show. I mean, I'd love to hear the little song about the five senses. I'm yeah. going to look those up. Yeah. Colin is fabulous at scanning YouTube and finding songs. And he sings one now. And I, I'm telling you, it must come from a TV show because when I saw the video, it looks very, very professionally done. And it's talking about the fingers on your hand being the members of your family. Oh. And he's like, this is sister finger, this is mother finger, and it helps him count, you know? And so mm-hmm. there's five of us. So I'll be- I'll give you one guess which, ha- which finger is mother finger. Just <laughs> take a stab. Yeah. M- middle finger maybe? Yeah. <laughs> I said, show me the fingers on your hand and who they are. And he said he was the thumb, dad was his index finger, and then he went, and this is you. And I went, oh, and Aaron's <laughs> laughing in the background. Shut up. And I said, well, can you tell me, thinking I'll push him a little further, I said, can you tell me why – Eden is your little finger. And he's like, well, because she's like a baby inside. Oh, I went, that's so smart. Like that he went there, you know, like yeah. little kid, little finger, little. There you go. Oh, that's so, adorable. Yeah. So th- some of these videos I'll bet are going to be great. So yeah. I'm looking forward to checking them I'll, out. I'll put some links in the show notes for anybody interested. I'm definitely going to add that to some of my favorites. So they'll come up in when, because Mateo goes into YouTube all the time. And I have to be careful because there's times where he's gone off on like I didn't get them started on like the wiggles because once yeah. you get them into a, a you know the the relevant things that come up, it's far less likely that he's going to get over into some weird stuff in YouTube. Yeah. So I wish. Are there parental controls on YouTube? Uh, yes. Yeah, I believe so. Um, but that may app. be on the level of your whole Google account. Yeah, and not just the YouTube level. I'm not sure about that though. It would be nice. If- some of it. Some of it can be, you got to still be a little careful. Colin yeah. wanted to watch, he brought me the, the curio and wanted to watch a YouTube video about opposites. Can I watch this? And I watched a little bit of it. It was very, very cute. It was cartoon characters. Yeah. This is high. This is low. Oh, this is going to be adorable. And then I heard somewhere in the corner this little app do, when you're a good boy, you go to heaven. When you're bad, you go to hell. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> right on. Done. I went, no. Right on. Get some sweet, like, divisive, uh, apocalyptic religion in that cartoon. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. That that, that was horrible. And I just went, and the cartoon is so cute. The little kid's all afraid and shaking. And I'm like, what are you doing? Oh, my goodness. So I just went, oh, we're not going to do that anymore. Yeah. Let's not throw religion into it, kids. Uh And he was, because he was just saying it right after they were. When you're good, you go to heaven. I'm good. I go to heaven. When I'm bad, I go to hell. Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes a little healthy editing. Never heard anyone. Good, good to preview. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Kind of like my mom previewing children with a corn for me. 
Yeah. <laughs> upside down. Upside down. That's so weird. I know. Like if you saw that movie now, would you even recognize it right side up? You'd have turned the TV upside down no. and even enjoy it? I eventually, I think I eventually watched it. I mean, I've, I've seen the movie a number of times. For those not, we talked about this on the morning stream. I, I, as a kid, my mom wanted to preview Children of the Corn before letting me watch it. And I apparently didn't want to wait. And so I watched it upside down from the stairs. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I mean, it'd be great though if Mateo, let's say he's seven or eight. Dad, what's mom doing? She's on the couch upside down with her head. Uh, oh, she's watching a movie again, son. Don't worry about it. This is why we have a ranch home. <laughs> One <Sure>. story. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let's move over into some solicited advice. Uh, we have an update from, uh, oh, gosh. I, as, uh, of course, I think Sean. Yeah. He, sleep update. He wrote in a, a few weeks ago, um, desperate for advice on how to get more sleep. Uh, He wanted to let us know, uh, thought I'd shoot you an update about how my daughter is sleeping. I think she was uh, six six weeks at the time. We moved her into her own room full time, no crib in our room, and I blacked out the room. We're sticking to a feeding schedule better now between between these things, and I'm sure because she's gotten a little older, she's sleeping uh, pretty reliably at night. We feed her at midnight into the crib, sleep till three, feed, sleep till six. I may not go insane after all. Uh, but now she's starting to teeth at 10 weeks. Oh my. <laughs> so, uh, keep going. Um, you, you're on the right path. And it's like you said, you know, she's getting older. Uh, I just wanted to mention because I am a big fan of the show shark tank. And I'm also, and I can't remember if I've ever mentioned this product on the show before. Um, when Ma- we swaddled Mateo, but at right around four months is when, he became baby Hulk and started breaking out of his swaddles and rolling over. And I was in a weird transitional period with him where I couldn't keep swaddling because there was one one morning that I woke up and he was face down, kind of half in his swaddle. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't put him in the swaddle anymore. Um, but he also still couldn't sleep. He couldn't sleep well without it. So I, I had found a product. So if you get to a stage where you're no longer... You can no longer swaddle, but also you're having trouble getting your baby to sleep through. There's a product called a Zippity Zip. And right. I wanted to bring it up because they were on Shark Tank and they they were so wonderful. And they're such they're a small uh, family business. And I love their product. Um, I had bought, I think, four. I actually I no, I brought more. I brought because they have different sizes. So I used this for a very long time with Mateo because he would just get really good sleep. And it's like a baby look they look like baby starfish when you put them in it. So it's not necessarily a sleep blanket. It's just it helps them with that reflex that they have in the womb. So the for me personally when Mateo wore it the, for the first time, he slept for 12 hours straight overnight. Like didn't wake up once. I was like, "Oh my god, it's a miracle." <laughs> So, of course, there is a point in time where he grows out of that. But, you know, she makes them different sizes. So if you're finding that weird, awkward, okay, we can't do swaddling anymore, but we're, we're kind of, we've taken a huge step backwards because now the baby doesn't sleep very much overnight, um, check out zippityzip.com. She has a couple of specials going on right now because of the Shark Tank uh, episode. Um, and I really... Uh, I think this product is amazing. Oh, so it's awesome. It looks like a sleeping bag with arms. Yeah. A little starfish. 
Yeah. I want one. <laughs> a lot of fabric. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We tried That's the sleep, cute. you know, they, they sell the sleep sacks in, Yeah. but they, again, they didn't really, this allows the child to move. Yeah. And because it's, it's, it's a looser fitting, but it, it kind of still has a little give to it. So I've seen little kids walk with it. It's the most adorable thing. (laughs) So yeah, it's a really, really great product. And I'm really happy for the owners of this company that they've done so well. Um, They it really I think I found out about them through a forum. And it's they've made their business solely on word of mouth because they created such an amazing product. So great. Super happy for them. So there you go. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, we also have an email from Tyson. Uh, he said, really enjoyed your last episode on the topic of sleep. Our 16 month old is a consistent sleeper now, but that first year has its challenges. My wife, uh, bore the worst of it as she was breastfeeding our daughter. We never found the magic solution to getting a full night's sleep other than enduring and waiting for our daughter to find that nighttime rhythm. A coworker of mine recently had a baby and they got some advice from their midwife to actually limit the length of the daytime naps. It sounded crazy to me. You finally have a sleeping baby. baby. Why would you want to wake her? <laughs> but they are having great success at night and their two-month-old sleeps eight hours straight at night. I think he said they limit her naps to two hours during the day. I don't have a link to the resource for a better explanation of the pattern. We're definitely jealous of their success and and thought maybe your listeners might want to look into daytime nap, li- nap lengths as a possible solution for the nighttime sleep issues. Um, Tyson, thanks for your email. Uh, this is, we had a very similar thing where, and that's why I recommend the baby whisperer book because they talk about length of nap time and, you know, your baby's only your kid. I know for Mateo, his bank of sleep total is around 10 hours. So if he takes a three hour nap, and this is why for a while I was just like, daycare, please stop letting him sleep for three hours. It would kill his nighttime sleep. It just either he would go to bed at like 10 o'clock, wake up at five. It would just wonky. So I get, I almost feel like I sometimes overthink sleep for him, but I find when I get too lax, then it just goes weird and wacky and crazy and Colin still naps and he will do the same thing. Mm-hmm. He'll, he starts to eat. Like I just got him from school, brought him downstairs with my husband. My husband's home for the next three days to have lunch. And my husband came upstairs and eyeballed me and he said, he's asleep. And I said, well, he was at school and I'm mm-hmm. trying to do the math in my head. He's been at school for this time and he got up at six and blah, blah, blah. And I know that if I go more than another hour or so, he's going to be yeah. 2 a.m. Yeah. staring me in the face. What are you doing? <laughs> trying to sleep, Colin. I think I would like to watch your TV. I'll sit here and watch you sleep because that's not creepy. Yeah, so, no, no. yeah. So, yeah. Same thing. Same thing. Definitely those daytime naps. It's hard because, like, when you wake, when I know when I wake Colin up, he's a demon. Mm-hmm. He don't, he's horrible. When you, he has a tantrum almost mm-hmm. every time, just can't deal with it. But it's important because once they're up and they get, they have to break that rhythm. Yeah. And for little kids, that's hard too. Did little you, tiny ones who just don't get it. Yeah. Did you have any problems with naps, Scott, with your kids? Yeah, but only um, only Nick. The really? girls were great. In fact, Taylor, it didn't matter what we were doing or where we were going. We could take her to loud action movies, and she'd conk out for the whole film. Oh, wow. She'd just lay in my lap and sleep. She never bothered her. Loud noises never got to her. Just not an issue. Carter the same way. Nick was really hard that way. He Well, in comparison. I guess he slept good at night. We didn't really have night problems with him. 
Um, but like nap time stuff or to have him slow down at all during the mm-hmm. day just was not an option for him. He didn't want, want to do it and he would be tired. He's supposed yeah. to take a nap and sometimes he would fit himself into one, right? you know, like, cause he would fight it so hard. Um, but to this day, he's still, he's, this is still him. He won't take naps. He won't chill out. He wants to be constantly go, go, moving go. all day and he doesn't want to go to bed on time. Yeah. So it's just kind of him and his personality, but the girls were easy. We, we didn't know how easy until Nick came along. <laughs> perspective, right? Right. (laughs) I mean, you know, I, it sounds like you're describing Mateo too. Mm -hmm. When there is something going on that he wants to do, it's so hard to just get him. It's a boy thing. For for Nick, it's even just like, I just want to see one more episode of Futurama before I go to Mm -hmm. bed or or whatever it may be. He just feels like he's going to miss something and yeah. Yeah. And then he's a giant pain in the butt the next morning. Oh, he sleeps just fine at (laughs) 7am. You know, no, no, no problem. That's yeah, that's the truth. Yep. Yeah. My girls were great. And then Colin came along and just made me rethink the whole idea of having a fourth. Yeah. Oh, wow. oh interesting. Yeah. Uh, we also got an email from Derek from Canada. He says, hi, nerd parent crew. I need some advice about the age old question of how to get your kids to stop being so bloody picky. <laughs> I have a five year old Jacob and a two year old, two and a half year old Zoe. Uh, they have specific likes and dislikes like most kids, which is fine. The part that I'm having the problem with is getting them to try something even slightly different. We usually try the tactic of having them try one of everything on their plate. I grew up with this called the no thank you portion, just in case they actually like it. Sometimes it's fine. Sometimes they dig their heels in and don't do anything. Any suggestions on this would be fantastic. I don't want to have the same few meals for the next year until they realize they need to expand their culinary palate. Thank you so much. Your show is awesome. I look forward to it every week, Derek. Um, I put this in because I'm in the same boat as Derek. (laughs) So I, I, I'm, yeah, I'm right with you, Derek. So Scott, did you deal with picky eaters? Yeah, but not nearly like, I mean, I'm still dealing with one. Carter, if a lot of people know this already about her, but she's a vegetarian, more like a, what's the one where you can eat fish? Um, uh, pescatarian. 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 Yeah. She's that, but not because, even though she's a big animal lover, it's not because of the animals or else why eat these poor fish. It's not because of any kind of crazy health reasons. It's just because she doesn't like the smell of meat. Mm. Mm-hmm. And it's always bugged her, so she won't eat that. So she's always just been real picky about that kind of thing. And if you tell her the chili we made was specially vegetarian so that it didn't have any meat in it, she still won't believe us and will dig through it and try to find meat in it. Aww. So real picky with stuff like that for some reason. Um, the rest of them, not picky enough. Like, I wish Taylor would balk at a giant Mexican thing put in front of her. I wish Nick would <laughs> would be less interested in ramen noodles three nights in a row or whatever. They've never had trouble eating yeah. just about anything. Now they get picky if you start getting real fancy. Kim made um ratatouille for the first time. The oh, other night. fun. Never had it before. And I thought it was great. And he couldn't deal. Just couldn't deal with it. Couldn't look at it. Didn't want to eat it. Too foreign like, for him. Yeah. He's definitely give me a corn dog and I'm happy kind of kid. And I'm like, well, you gotta, we gotta do a little better than that. Um, but he does like, you know, he likes a good salad and things like that. So they're not, they're not picky. If anything, I just wish they were more excited about healthier options that mm-hmm. were coming across the more table and not turn their nose yeah. up to them. Yeah. I think um, for me with Mateo, I'm just happy when he eats solid food. So I'm like, 
we I, I've been trying to integrate him more into the cooking of things. Mm. So, and and I tested it because he does not like sweets at all. He doesn't eat like I've offered him ice cream. I've offered, he he's never ate his birthday cake, um, and he doesn't eat cookies. And this is great, but you know, on occasion, it's a fine it's a fun treat. Also, I'm looking for something to say. I'm going to take that away, but <laughs> to get him to do things. But we did a, a cookie baking thing, and he got so into it, and he actually ate the cookie. And now he likes that kind of cookie. Yeah. So I need to do that more with like meal preparation. So Mark is actually building one of those uh, learning towers. Mm. That, um, so I, I I told Mark I'm like I really want to integrate him more into the kitchen to get him preparing the meals so he has some ownership over it because I do find that when Matteo does that he will at least try it and by trying it he'll see oh it's it's good or it's bad or whatever and that way you know it's a little bit it takes more time to do but I I find that integrating him into the preparation and allowing him to cook because he goes i'm making cookies i'm making cookies um it it just helps with him exploring the food a little bit more gives him more control over it i think so carrie do you have any tips for Derek? um we have kind of a weird dynamic in this house um i live with a bunch of asian people who have the metabolisms of a speed train (laughs) so they can eat anything and they don't have the repercussions that say old big Irish woman here has. So yeah. my, my am, all my know, Korean siblings, same deal and their families yeah. drives me crazy. Yeah. They just can inhale anything. Um, yeah. Sarah was never picky growing up. You could put anything in front of that kid. She'd be like, put it in the face hole. She didn't care what mm-hmm. it was. Um, as she's gotten older, she became a little bit pickier. Um, and now for her, there's a couple of dynamics that affect the way she eats. She went through a weird stage when she was about Mateo's age where she wanted to eat just everything that was like beige. Mm-hmm. Like if it was colorful, she was like, nope. Oh, and then she wanted to eat all the red things and then all the orange things and kind of went through the rainbow. And, you know, doctors told me, you know, don't worry about it. It's going to, it's a phase. She'll get through it. And as long as she's eating, that's what we care about. So I said, okay, good. So she did fine. And we, we got through that. There came a point when she was about nine or 10 where I thought she was a little underweight. So I talked to the doctor about it and they said, no, she's good, but let me talk to her about it without you present. And I said, fine. So they talked to her about it. Here, they have, my oldest and my youngest have a sibling that has the same food all the time. Eden does, is tube fed. So Mm -hmm. everything she has goes through her stomach. So it all has to be uniform. So she drinks in shore all day long. So she didn't understand and she thought it was a punishment that she had to eat food while Eden got to have milkshakes all the time. Oh. So we kind of had to explain to her that it wasn't, you know, Eden might be like, yeah, buddy, milkshakes. But she didn't kind of understand why it right. was that way and kind of take her down that road. So she didn't understand that it was like a, it was a, it wasn't a threat. It actually wasn't to Eden's benefit, you know, to be that way. And now as she, you know, she's nearing 15 and she's very, very much aware. Um, Sarah has some not difficult health issues of her own, but socially for her, it's difficult. Mm -hmm. She has some severe alopecia. So she's got some balding spots on her head. And we took her to the dermatologist for the 40 millionth time, I'd say three weeks ago. And they gave her a cortisone shot and they said, you know, here's the medicine for your head. And Sarah's very cool about it. She's just like, so I have one eyebrow. So what? I'm a pirate. Like she's very, very (laughs) blase about the whole thing. Her volleyball team sees her and she's just like, whatever, it makes me aerodynamic. Like she doesn't even get phased by it for the most part. 
until the doctor told her, look, you're at the age now, we can only give you a certain number of cortisone injections per year because it damages your hormones because you're a teenager. Right. So the next time you come, if we haven't made some progress, you, we need to do injections in your scalp. And she was like, oh. Oh. no, I'm not doing the pinhead option. And I said, I understand. And she said to the doctor, you know, what are my options? And he said, you really need to look at a nutrition standpoint, like what you're taking in that is right. encouraging, you know, your metabolism to do what it is. And she looked at me and she was like, oh, God, I have to eat more vegetables. Oh. And I said, yeah, <laughs> you are going to have to kind of think in terms of you're yeah. going to have to think kind of like we think for your sister. How much protein am I having? How much fat? You know, you can't eat everything that involves chicken Alfredo. Can't be every meal, right. kid. Sorry. So she's she makes better choices now, um, but I think it's more forced upon her. But now that she's old enough to understand the dynamic behind why, I think mm-hmm. she enjoys knowing that she can make the choice for herself right. to be healthier, you know, and that there are consequences of that. But when they're little, you know, at five and two, they're pretty much at that age where they like to say, I'm going to do it my way. Right. And it's about control. Mm-hmm. You know, they just want to, I want to do it because it's my choice. And they know what they like. And there's some, for them, there's comfort in the consistency of that. Yeah. So I think as long as they're eating and you're giving them that I love that, that it's called a no thank you portion. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Give them that little portion. And if they see it, the less big of a deal I find that you make about yeah. it, the more they might be interested in trying it because it becomes what the older kids or the grownups are doing. And that's well, going to be their next it, focus. I mean, they've been at this for, you know, centuries. There's a reason the choo-choo train sort of works with some yeah. kids trying yep. to get them to eat whatever. There's, you know, reasons why some people hide things and other food they like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, <clears throat> put a couple of peas in a in a Twinkie and suddenly your kid's eating peas. Um, Scott gets smoothies during TMS. <laughs> right. I get smoothies to tide me over. But I, but I've just always seen that they tend their tent, their, their tastes shift just like mine did from mm-hmm. a kid to an adult. And they're mm-hmm. going to appreciate things they didn't used to. Nick used to think he hated onions. I think it's because his mom doesn't like them. And every time she'd mention it, it would just kind of sink in. And he just thought he didn't like onions until yes. this one day. I said, well, try it on the salad, bud. You might be surprised. Freaking loves onions. Uh, Can't stop eating yeah. them now. <laughs> yeah. Sarah so, doesn't so, like Sarah doesn't like tomatoes, and Colin sees that. Now Colin is starting to ask for no fresh tomatoes on anything. Yeah, He'll eat the hell yeah. out of pizza and spaghetti sauce, but Sarah tomatoes doesn't such like a fresh great, tomatoes. That's such a good example of the kind of yeah. food that this that gets trapped in this loop of, well, they don't like it, I must not like mm-hmm. it thing. Mm-hmm. They, a lot of that stuff they just grow out of. But when it's a really hard case, my sister-in-law has some kids that just will not eat anything I, that isn't a, a, you know, a processed uh, potato chip mm-hmm. or a you know, a bowl of ice oh. cream. They just don't want anything else. And, <clears throat> you know, and sometimes you just have to let them eat that way. Yeah. And then other times you got to be a little more forceful. And then there's times where it's like a serious problem. You got to go talk to a dietitian or mm-hmm. somebody and get real help. Yeah. We had a couple of episodes. Um, uh, if you look for two peas and a turd, <laughs> there's a really great conversation about dietary. Um, uh, we had um, Hammond, um J.C. Hammond on and their kids and kind of the the struggles they had with with food. And they actually did have some underlying problems that they had to address. Um, I just wanted to tell you about a new chip that I found in Walmart. You know, the the veggie straws. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They have turned them into like Pringle chips. Hey. They are wonderful. So Mateo's like chips, chips. I'm like. Sure, Good boy, Mateo. Broccoli like pea, chips, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> like here you go, bud. Have That's some right. chips. Because he, they, I mean, they're shaped like a Pringle chip now versus the veggie straw. 
and they're really good. So, so it's just the approach for him. It's about yes. the form that it takes that makes it happier. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. And I also have tried to eliminate the word try it or the phrase try it because it feels mm. like when I say that to him, he instantly goes, no. So I don't even say it anymore. I just put it on his plate and if he explores it and yeah. So that's, there's all, there's all kind of, depending on your kid, you're going to just have to find your way and it's okay. If, you know, they eat chicken nuggets every meal. <laughs> That at least we used to let them, we used to take the kids and let them pick something out at the farmer's market mm-hmm. and whatever they picked out they had to try right. whatever way they wanted to. Colin picked out kiwis last week and he forgot that he picked them out. Ah. And I brought him downstairs and I was making his lunch. I'm like, I'm working and I took the kiwi out and he was like, I don't think so. And I said, Well, what's the matter? You picked this out last week and he goes, It's a bad egg. And I went, No. It's not a bad egg. So I cut it in half and I showed them in the inside and then it was at that point it was a battle for saying no. Well, it's got seeds. Right. You don't taste them, Colin, but I, I. But it's green. Oh dear God! Just eat the, eat the kiwi. So I've ended up taking it and I sprinkled a little like um little sugar on top of it and I handed him a slice and he just looked at me like I hate you and I said <laughs> go ahead and eat it and he just went I don't I it. so <laughs> he ate it loved it all oh. he's wanted for two weeks now let's go get some more brown eggs okay oh, brown, eggs. Some more brown eggs that's awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that does it for our show. We had a nice Yay. full show. Scott, thanks so much for hanging out with us. Dude, Thank it's you my, know. well, you know, it's my pleasure. I'd do yeah. this even if you weren't recording it. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So we it's should, we should say, say thank you for, to Alpha Geek Radio for letting us stream this live over on alphageekradio.com. Of course, Doghouse Systems for sponsoring this episode. If you use the code NERD, you'll get a, a free upgrade of 120 gigabyte solid state drive. So they have awesome and a free VH cop, uh, VHS copy of Revenge of the Nerd. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. I just made that up. <laughs> That's not part of this deal at all. Probably not. No. no. It would be awesome if it was, though. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, of course, thanks to Scott for setting up a section over in the My Extra Life forum. So if you go to forum.myextralife.com, uh, there's a nerd parent section of the website that you can talk with other parents. Uh, of course, if you'd like to leave us a review on iTunes, we're in iTunes, we're in Stitcher, we're all over the place, so you can find us. And if you want to contact any of us, you can head on over to nerdparents.com. There's a contact form, or you can just email us directly at nerdparents at gmail.com. You can find all of us on Twitter. I'm Nicole Spag. Uh, Cleo is Coffee Please, that's P-L-Z. And then Scott is Scott Johnson, right? That's right. Yep. <laughs> Most boring name ever. Your name. Mm-hmm. Somehow got the Twitter account, so I guess I should be happy about that. Yay. The guy uh, hates me, though. He wants it back. Did I ever tell you about that? No. Yeah, some guy. I asked the, the Scott Johnson who owned it because he never used it. I said, hey, are you going to really use this or can I just have it? Because I do a ton of stuff and I'd love to have it. Yeah, I don't care. You can have it. Send it over to me. I was thrilled. About a month later. Hey, I want that account back. What? I said, no. Now that you've built it up. <laughs> yeah, even though I don't like the term Indian giver, that's what I felt like calling the guy because, yeah. you know, when I was a kid, that's what you said. Uh, and I said, no, I, I'm using it now. So sorry. And he was all kinds of mad, but That's shouldn't have given it to so me. So weird. Yeah. Oh my really goodness. Weird. That is so weird. Slide Tron ball moment right there. Wah, yep. wah. All right. So thanks everybody in the chat room for hanging out as well. Uh, we'll talk with you in a week. Hey, take it easy. Bye. I don't know. Bye there. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Well, whatever.
podcast is part of the Frog Pants Studios Network. For more information about this and other shows, visit frogpants.com. Audio program so good, it's like you're there.